0: Hi, guys, Colin Kelly here from OTI Media. Welcome to episode two of the Learning to Dad show, where I learn a lot of advice from my friends as to what I need to do when I become a parent. So, we're into episode two, and I'm joined by another one of my good friends, and that is Patrick Doherty. We're going to talk to him about a lot of do's, don'ts, what I need to know, and he has a lot of good advice coming up for me in just a moment. Also, enjoy the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hello there, welcome back to episode two of Learning to Dad. My name is Colin Kelly, the host here on the show. Each week I'll take you on my journey as I go towards parenthood for the very first time and uh, it's going to be a very interesting experience. Really looking forward to it and uh, we'll see what my guests that I bring on the show here can help me with as I and get as much advice from my friends that I can to help me become a good parent, a good father and what I need to know. And today on the show, I'm joined by one of my friends. It is Patrick Doherty. So Pat's always a lot of fun when I talk to him. So I'm sure this one's going to be an entertaining one. Pat, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm the world's most average dad. So I'm here... uh to give out really average dad advice.
0: Oh Well, that, um, there, that's going to be uh, you know, a help to me because I'm not a, a father at all. So I guess uh, average advice will be a very, very welcome coming my way.
1: By, average, yeah, by definition, you're still sub-replacement level since you're not technically a dad yet. Um, Then the second your kid is born, is it a boy or a girl,
0: by the way? Uh, We haven't found out. We're uh, leaving it to uh, be a surprise. So it's it's, uh, one thing thing is for sure, it's either going to be a boy or a girl. It has to be one. That's
1: true. So the second your boy or your girl is born, you will then become an average dad. Yeah, but I guess for now you're not you you can't even earn the average title yet until it's born. So, uh.
0: we're going to we're going to figure all that out as we go. Hopefully, we can be above average when we run through it. It is coming yes. up here. It is coming up here in the next couple of days, uh, February 9th to my birthday. I'll be 29 years of age. I mentioned on the first show 28 years old. So that is only going to be for the next couple of days. And In fact, this show will be coming out after that, so it's already uh, not even true anymore, but 29 coming up and it will be my last uh, birthday as a non-parent. As a non-parent actually is that actually a thing, Pat?
1: Um, I don't, yeah, that's an interesting concept. You like to think of, it. it is kind of like when Jesus was born. It's like B.C., before Christ, and then A.D. It is definitely like a line of delineation in your life. By um, like the way, 29, a good age to have your first child. Uh, that's yeah. How old I was. That's how old I was when my sweet, precious angel, Amelia, was born. So, uh, I'd say you already are at average. You're going to be pretty quickly above average. you a kid at the age of 29, so...
0: Yeah, so I'm following in the footsteps of Pat here, which is not a bad uh, set of footsteps to be following in. But Pat, I guess we'll uh, fill the listeners in a little bit on your family. Uh, First of all, the size of your family. I know that you have one child, one daughter, uh, 21 months old. And then, of course, congratulations to you as well. A second one coming on the way. We had Scott Fish on the show for the first episode. He's just after having his second child. So a little theme going here. You're on the way, but baby number two is coming uh, on the 4th of July weekend. So what have you planned for the big 4th of July celebrations over there?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, nothing yet. So yeah, this family size is currently three and a half. We'll say, uh, you get at least a half if you're inside the womb, you will be whole. Uh, you know, this isn't a political podcast, but July 4th, (laughs) maybe maybe the baby will be a big fan of the president or something. I don't know. Uh, that could create some problems around here, but, uh, you got to respect your kids, you know, uh, they got to make their own, make their own mistakes in life, make their own. Uh, so yeah, this is already a terrible joke, but um, <laughs> the most patriotic baby in the world, yeah, that is if they hit their due date, that's probably something people have already told you a bunch of times is the due date is really just like a suggestion from the doctor. Uh, our first baby, she's like a nice prim little rules follower. She was born on her due date. Um, but apparently it's like only like 5% chance or whatever. They're actually born on their due date. So you might have the date like seared into your memory, but it probably won't actually be on that day.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Amazing dad advice that I'm sure you've already heard.
0: Yeah, my, my thing about that was that I uh, was telling everyone that the baby was due on uh, April the 10th, and in fact, it's uh, or April the 9th, so I, I was already a day out. So, yeah, so. Get, get, guess what happens there? It doesn't really yeah, matter from that perspective. It's likely
1: to be right as the doctor was, so it's not really a big
0: deal. Yeah, that, I'm sure that's part of the facts Offer it. Uh, first up, we're going to get into some uh, you know fun stories about uh, your kids. Is there any... or your kid, I guess we'll say. Is there any... Uh, <laughs> fun stories that you want to share we obviously don't know what's happening with baby number two yet <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no not yeah the second kid hasn't done anything funny yet um not very yeah real quiet keeps to itself uh the second child <laughs> um but you know but the thing about funny kid like every parent like usually they kind of think like everything their kid does is like sweet and hilarious like oh like little johnny just uh <laughs> you know threw a rock at his uncle yeah, and smashed was, the window uh, <laughs> yeah that was very yeah exactly. so like you always think everything your kids do will look like, be funnier or like, cooler than what other people do usually um, actual funny stories uh, maybe a, I don't know if it's funny, but a really gross story uh, <laughs> which, uh, It doesn't involve uh a poop or anything like that, thankfully, but it, almost, a very gross story was my little Amelia was uh like playing in like a like a sliding door jam. So like, you know, like a sliding door is like kind of on a track. And uh, when the door, so when the door is closed, there's like a like a little like area where stuff can like get stuck, like leaves or what have you. And uh, one day my daughter was playing in there and uh, found a petrified frog uh, that I think had been in there for many, many, many months and put it into her mouth. And we came over and had no idea what she was playing with. And then we discovered the petrified frog. So, that was a great day of parenting.
0: Yeah, that, that that sounds really nice. So maybe, you know, if she ever goes to if she ever goes to France, I'm sure she'll be looking forward to trying some of those frogs. Of
1: course, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. there's people in my family who really like frog legs. So maybe she's just getting a jump on that. But um, yeah, one other oh, quick funny story is we like we lots of, she has this horse that makes a noise like you press its ear and it starts singing a song and it's down in our basement, but the button tends to get stuck. So like, like really like terrifying hours, like sometimes like real late at night, I'll be the last one up. And all of a sudden this like malfunctioning horse will just start singing really loudly. And every single time it like scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, you'll have a similar experiences. I'm thinking with, with talking or singing toys or whatever. There's lots of, malfunctions and it's never not terrifying.
0: So, you're, yeah, you're, you're trying to calm down at the end of the day, and try and get nice and relaxed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he
1: gets the blood pressure power. back up. Yeah.
0: Really rockets it back up. Uh, I guess another question that I've been asking, uh, asked on the last show I'll be asking probably throughout the series is, what's the uh, best thing for you about being a parent? Is it, uh, is it the frogs? Is it the frog's legs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the cop-out answer about what's the best in that. It is, it's as good as everyone makes it sound like it's going to be, you know, everyone talks about it like this life-changing, amazing thing, and uh, that's because it is, uh, you know, you kind of, especially like right now, like our daughter, 21 months old, is like running around, like talking all the time, like and saying like, not quite sentences, but like just speaking really well, and like you, we're kind of, my wife and I are both kind of having the phenomenon of like looking at her, like every time you look at her, you like feel like, it's like a miracle basically. So yeah, it's definitely uh, the best part about being a parent.
0: And obviously I'm really looking at what I can find out from people advice that I need to have as I, uh, you know, become a parent and people are giving me advice that I think is very good. I think it'll be very valuable. And then there's advice coming my way. That's not great, but I'm going to let you start off on the good side of things first. (laughs) What, what is the the best piece of advice you think you have for me uh, getting ready for baby number one here?
1: Uh, definitely say, uh, it's going to kind of undermine your entire uh, podcast endeavor here, but it would be not to listen to anybody. Uh, you know, everybody who's going to like tell you a million different things, but uh, like, you know, just everyone kind of figures it out their own way and you'll figure it out your own way. And it, d- it doesn't really like, you know, matter how your cousin Joan like puts her kid to sleep or whatever. Like you're just going to have to do what you guys are going to do and you'll figure it out. And you know, granted, so you are doing this podcast series. You'll probably, if you're like the same thing five or six times. That's probably that's that'll probably be some pretty good advice. So certainly be open to advice, but you know, the most important thing is to like figure out just what works for you guys. And yeah. and you know, like, if you have a specific problem, then it's good to seek advice. Obviously, but yeah, you know, you don't you don't don't basically don't feel pressure from like the way like take good ideas but don't ever feel pressure from like the way other people do things cuz you guys do it differently or want to do it differently you know that's completely okay so you got to just figure out what works for you guys
0: I, I think as well it's probably that's a general life rule you know uh, <laughs> yeah try, that's, try true. that's true that's <laughs> true Take what you think the best is <laughs> but i think you know when you've when you've another human being to look after that really wraps things up there so.
1: <laughs> yeah you got to do yeah when you're tasked with protecting someone else's life uh, you got to yeah. do if you're not comfortable, they won't be comfortable. So do uh, what's good for you, what makes you comfortable.
0: So. And uh, help, help me out with another one here, Pat. Uh, you've given me a, a nice piece of advice, something that I'm going to write down after the show, and I'm going to say, right, I'm going to keep that uh, for when I'm moving forward here. But, you know, there's bad advice out there. I mentioned that coming my way as well. There's advice, you know, oh, you should do this. If the baby does this, do this. And you're like, no, that'll probably uh, that'll probably make the child very, very sick or you know, yeah, very, yeah. very unhappy. So uh, in, uh, probably before parenthood or now in parenthood, what is what would you think is the worst piece of advice you've ever given? And you don't have to give out any names uh, to to keep it out confidential.
1: (laughs) I'll say you'll, you'll probably, you'll get more bad advice than good advice. Kind of in my, uh, my experience, people just like, will tell you crazy off the wall things. Uh, uh, Nothing really specific, but like what I would say was bad advice was like before our first child was born, people, you know, would just say stuff, you know, a lot of times like half kidding, but like not always kidding. Like, Oh, you know, your life's over. Like, you're never going to do, <laughs> you're never gonna get to do anything fun again. Uh, you're never going to... That's know, said
0: nothing, it all overnight.
1: Nothing will be the same. And, yeah. like, uh, nothing is ever the same, you know, necessarily. But I was kind of stunned just by, like, you know, how normal it felt and seemed and how, like, quickly you get used to it. And, then, you know, it's all your choices. Like, so I feel like, some people sometimes, like, use having kids. I feel like it's an excuse to kind of withdraw from everything. But it's only been one kid for us. I'm sure it's harder with more but like it hasn't been a life ender for us. We're still getting to do uh, the things we want to do and things are different, but uh, yeah, don't listen to people basically that make it sound like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not going to have a life quote unquote because uh, you still will. And it'll be much better because you'll have an amazing kid in it.
0: Yeah. I think uh, maybe we will. And like, Maybe fifteen years we'll review this when when Pat has uh, like fourteen children on, on the go. <laughs> yes. Maybe you'll have a different. Perspective. Like,
1: oh yeah, that one was especially wrong. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> baby number twelve really put the pressure on. <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, yes. On, on my on my father's side of uh, my family, a monster monster size of the family. His uh, mother and father actually had eighteen children, so that was a re- <laughs> I, I have no intention of going down that road. Have you so any intention like, to go that, like that way?
1: True, is that like a true Irish family, by the way? Like eighteen kids? Well,
0: we- I think that was the case back uh, when you know the catholic side of things that's still
1: that's still the stereotype in america i'm from an irish catholic family and the stereotypes of irish catholic families in america is that you have like six or seven kids and Uh, uh, there's
0: a lot there's a lot of larger families but it goes back generations like the generation above me in terms of like you know, forty-year-old people now. You know, it's two or three kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before that, definitely seven to ten to even twelve yeah. wasn't all that uh, out the ordinary. So pretty crazy. They were just uh, growing whole football teams there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pretty, yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. We uh, we're gonna do. I mean, clearly, at least two. Uh, <laughs> we're kind of taking it kid by kid, really. But I think in our ideal world, we'll have three. Kind of, kind of like a never say never to four, but if everything works out like three is kind of what we're shooting for
0: yeah it's uh, it's always interesting when you look at it you know is it one is it two when you have that talk with your partner uh trying to figure out where it goes it's it's always an interesting one trying to figure out and then of course uh when you get there i wonder do people change their minds so uh, interesting anyone that's out there that has four five six seven kids hit us up in the comments and let us know uh (laughs) You know How did that decision come about? Did you have a set number? Was it one? Was it two? And then it went all the way up and you have uh, 19 children now at this point in your life?
1: I was going to say, I had a quick story. Yeah, I mean, people have been known to change their mind. Like, oh, we're having four kids. And then after the second, like, okay, literally no way of having another kid. Uh, (laughs) This the other night, I was hanging out with some people, a lot of dads, actually. It was a very stereotypical dad poker night. And uh, everyone was like talking about like how many kids they had or whatever. Cause it was some people who hadn't really seen each other in a while. And uh, there's one guy, just a neighbor, a guy I had never met was talking about how he had three kids. And uh, he said, you know what? Two's a really good number. Uh, this is from a guy who already had three, was extolling the virtues of just yeah. having two. Uh,
0: so. I, I feel sorry for the the kid who's baby number three or kid number three. He's yeah. re- he's really going to be on the the rough end of the yeah. stick there.
1: Parents are yeah apparently already kind of checking out on him. So uh, thoughts and prayers <laughs> to that kid. Uh, yeah,
0: he's like he's like 18 months old and they've already yeah. Been- <laughs> So hopefully we don't do that, Pat. We're we're sticking to the good parenting side of things here. Hopefully we're not going down that. Maybe the worst pieces of advice might come from that guy at some point if we do do that side of the, do that side of the show. But you mentioned, you know, it, it doesn't ta- it doesn't end your life like some people would mention. You know, it's all over. There's so much to come. But is there one thing from prior to uh, having the, uh, your first child, uh, you know, pre-parenthood? Is there anything that you miss out of that? their perspective.
1: Really the only one thing I found myself missing is that, um, so my wife and I got married in 2014.
0: We had our, we had Amelia,
1: our kid in 2016 and like both those first two years of marriage, we took like nice kind of like long trips and we're kind of traveling a lot. That's like the one thing that's changed is like traveling is much more difficult with kids. So we're not going to go on like a 10 or 12 day trip, you know, anytime in the the near future. Some people do travel with kids, but, um, we've just kind of thought it'd be too difficult and I was really enjoying, I hadn't gotten to do like a ton of traveling in my life really until we got married. So that was the one thing I felt like that's kind of changed, but yeah, yeah, it's a small minor thing. So that's like the one thing I felt like has was like like no workaround you you come up with problems there's usually like a workaround of some sort but traveling so far is like the one thing where I haven't really found like a workaround
0: so. <laughs> you just need the child to, to get older so it can be more independent yeah. no we it? have already
1: traveled twice with her but like we were both very short like domestic trips
0: yeah um, we, we kind of done a, an opposite thing we uh, did a lot of traveling we are uh, fortunate to have done a lot of traveling spent a year in Australia I remember doing a an NFL podcast you. you. I you, was yeah.
1: wondering if you were still there actually no
0: uh, all the way back now uh, to Ireland again, obviously, yeah, married since and everything. So, we're we're really starting to settle down. But our last big trip was uh, this year, and we kind of went all out. We were thinking about just going to, to New York. We usually go to America once a year. And we decided, no, let's uh, go all out because uh, we decided we'd go to Vegas. We'd done uh, San Francisco. <laughs> we'd done the Grand Canyon. So, we'd done it all kind of the whole uh, west coast of America and fitted it in in a, a kind of crazy two week period because. Not there's something that you cannot do for pretty much no. uh, the next 18 years if you don't yeah, do no, it. Yeah, no, and it's
1: not. Yeah, So good thing you got it out of the way, though. You know, something you wanted to do. Yeah. So that the, that's like the one thing I would say Yeah, if you're having kids, like you got to get out of the way is the, the trap. Anything you like, you know, you feel like you have to do right now, that traveling, uh, get it done with. Because yeah. it's going to be a
0: while. Uh, it's going to take a little while before there's any more of that happening. And yeah, yeah. of course, it takes a lot of money as well. So. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. The money, uh, even if, uh, even if like, you figure out how to do it, the family, yeah, the money is tighter uh, once the kids start coming. So. Yeah,
0: I, th- I, think, I think that's something that I've all, already been told quite a, a few different yeah. times. The other thing, you mentioned the name Amelia. It's a very nice name, obviously. But was picking a name for your child something that uh, was harder than you expected? We're kind of looking through that process at the minute. We don't know if it's a buyer again. We're trying to have kind of a short list of names. But it is one that's uh, that can be quite tough to narrow down.
1: Yeah, for some people it's really easy. Like for like 20 years, you know, they've had a name. They know they're gonna the name of a boy or a girl, or whatever. It was extremely difficult for us. Uh, we didn't have like any like family names we really wanted to use. Uh, we never really had a eureka moment. We're both very happy with Amelia, but it, like the day, so we knew we were having a girl. So it's not like we. We're like, we're dealing with both sexes, but literally, like, the morning we were driving to the hospital, uh, you know, to initiate launch sequence, uh, <laughs> we were kind of like, uh, well, I guess we're going to name her Amelia. Like, we didn't really uh, know for sure. Just kind of, well, yeah, like I said, we just never had that eureka moment, so to speak. So, and the second child we have, well, we're not trying to think about if we find out if it's a boy or a girl. That's later in February, but like, we have like basically zero ideas. So uh, if anyone has any ideas, I'm on Twitter at Rotopat. You can tweet it at me and uh, maybe we'll use it. So, because we do not know what to name our second
0: child. Yeah, I, I've heard from people that column is a great name if you're like... If you're it actually, to
1: it's actually, especially, you know, like me, I'm like the American-Irish guy. So it
0: I would fit in. It'd probably go quite well with the Doherty surname as well. Yeah, it really
1: me. would. It really would. They would probably think it was like an Irish immigrant. Um, yeah.
0: so, so no pressure now, but uh, it's been it's been <laughs> interesting. You mentioned, you know, knowing the sex of the child, but when you don't know it, it makes it uh, quite difficult to, to try and figure it out. And so that's what we've been trying to do. In yeah,
1: because it was hard enough to come to a consensus when we knew what the sex was going to be. So I can't imagine having like two con- census names having to I mean, have a boy name and a girl name so
0: yeah and uh, then you know, and then probably changing your mind completely uh, yeah exactly so yeah yeah but uh yeah, look a, the hospital. Yeah, lo- looking back to uh, you know a time when we were younger when i was younger when you were younger when you were a child pat um you know i've kind of been letting the guests pick the questions i sent over a short list of questions the guests send them back but pat we're all probably big children at heart but when you were a child when you grew up what did you want to be did you want to be a fantasy football analyst, of course, uh, you know, obviously an awesome thing to be doing. But what, what was the? Was there a? Did you want to be a fireman, an astronaut? What was in there for you, Pat, when you were a child?
1: I did not want to be a fantasy football analyst specifically. <laughs> I can never say the words specifically, um, but I did know uh, I maybe whether I knew it or not, I knew that I didn't want a quote unquote normal job. Uh, I spent like my whole childhood, like kind of, I was like obsessed with everything cultural. Um, I, I would like spend hours I had like these notebooks full of like fake baseball players like fake sports teams fake bands like fake movie studios I was just drawn to all of that kind of thing I would like come up with I would like create all these things and so whether I like I said I like knew it knew it or not I think from a very young age uh, I never really I didn't want to be like a lawyer or a banker or a firefighter or whatever. I wanted to do something, you know, like what I'm doing now, thankfully. So it worked out in that regard. So like I said, didn't want to do this specifically, but just kind of knew I wanted to do something, you know, like a little different. So love
0: and the love and the dream. The yeah dream. pretty
1: much honestly pretty am so yeah I, can't, I cannot complain so, so
0: I, I guess uh, it might have something to do with those books that you kept keeping all those stats and uh, you know looking into your favorite uh, baseball players or fake baseball players at the time but had you uh, had your favorite memory from childhood when you look back did you think uh, most fondly upon
1: it's weird because like you know my whole professional career like i spend like all my time like ranking things and like but like i know you know you don't really ever think of like your personal life in those terms uh so when I, like you said, I got to choose this question. I don't really know why I chose.
0: Wait do uh, you have a second child and then you'll start, you know, baby number yeah. one. <laughs> uh,
1: so my favorite memory, I don't really, I didn't have any like specific, I can't say the word specific or specifically. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we used to do like these uh, camp outs all the time at my own house uh, with my dad and brother. Uh, like uh, my mom would. Not participate, but like we would just like sleep on the living room floor a lot for whatever reason with my dad, my brother, and I. We'd like watch a movie and like basically like camp in our own house. And, uh, pretty and I good. was like, thinking you know, of like random childhood memories that kind of stuck out because we did it like all the time. So that was kind of like our favorite thing growing up for a while. So,
0: but that is the thing. Everyone's childhoods different, and those different things make it all very, very interesting. So, and I'm sure the reason I like to ask that question is because I'm pretty sure as you move forward now and your children get older that that's probably something that i think you'll probably try and do with them because it was uh, one of your yeah. favorite things today no
1: it's true it really is true so yeah so get i'm gonna get start camping out with amelia i think tonight <laughs> i'm gonna make her go uh, we have a we don't have we have just a wooden floor in our uh living room so tonight i'm gonna make a uh, 21 month old amelia i guess what you're sleeping on the wooden floor we're gonna have a camp out
0: like yeah Daniel, uh, growing up and, but uh, this this is so uncomfortable like
1: yeah, yeah you're gonna like it
0: <laughs> yeah so um i guess then uh, you know children uh disney kind of falls into that cartoons fall into this category as uh, has amelia you know d- dived in yet into into disney uh, is that something that she's, she's not like?
1: um thankfully we've ended up being pretty strict on like the tv and like screens we've kind of succeeded like kind of keeping her away from that so far uh maybe we'll reevaluate that sometime in the near future but no, she does not have like a favorite movie or TV show yet. Because uh,
0: that, that's an interesting thing that you pointed out. You know, I have seen a lot of people saying about it's better to keep them away from screens at a young age because people now, children stand in front of the, the screens for too long, too close to TV is not good for their eyes. And then, of course, attention spans and so on. Is that something that you uh, locked into? Was that a, a conscious decision you just made?
1: It was a conscious decision. And, you know, to me, it's like basically like the biggest question like facing Uh, parents in our generation basically is like what's the right because like we're not gonna be able to keep Amelia away from phones or tv forever you know not even much longer you know like probably a year it's not like we're gonna be able to keep her away from anymore so I feel like that's like kind of like the biggest question like facing our generation is like how do you strike the right balance how do you because I mean, even now like uh the rare times like she does get a hold of a phone or whatever she's just like enraptured mm-hmm. and she like knows they have pictures of her she's always obsessed with like seeing pictures of herself on her phones and yeah that's the thing we're still struggling with we were doing a good job of kind of keeping her away from her right now but like you know when there comes a point where you can't just like keep her away from it forever uh i don't know how we're gonna find the right balance because yeah you don't want your kid staring at a phone or a screen all day, so. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do about
0: that, actually. Yeah, I, I think I was uh, around 13 the first time I got a mobile phone. But if you look, like, with a lot of things, the age keeps dropping down and the children yes. are getting younger and younger. But I think it is a very uh, positive step I think you've taken. And I think that, you know, I asked for your piece of advice earlier in the show. I think that is a piece of advice that I think is very, very uh, interesting. I think I'll take that into account in a major way. So yeah, I think we're kind
1: of, uh, like, yeah, unofficially aiming for, like, when she turns two, maybe we'll start letting her watch a little TV yeah. or something. But even then, I don't know.
0: Yeah, the, I don't, there probably is no no reason for a child to be watching TV uh, at that age. But uh, right. I guess I guess uh, you touched a little bit on it as well when you talked about your family camping out. You're going to start that with your kids. But have you started any other family traditions yet? Uh, it's very early on, obviously. But is there anything in the, in the Doherty household? Any any family traditions? Really,
1: I guess I don't know if it counts as a tra- tradition, but like uh, Wednesdays, which is today, are kind of like daddy daughter day for us. Like I watch her my wife is working half days right now and we kind of have like a rotating cast of people uh, take care of Amelia in the mornings and Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays are my day, but every Wednesday it's me and Amelia hanging out. uh, We go play uh, with her fake food a lot. That's been like her big thing lately. She's got this big collection of fake food and uh, we play with that and we go pick up lunch and, uh, so it's not really a tradition, but that's, like, the, the habit we've had lately. Uh, what, what's, your,
0: what's your favorite fake food?
1: The favorite fake food is probably uh, the little pasta things. Uh, she's got a lot of it. It has, like, an elaborate burger. It has a croissant. It has, like, eggs. It has all this stuff. It's all this little plastic fake food. And she's just uh, completely in love with it. Uh, and when
0: you mentioned you picked up, you pick up lunch. Do you pick up real lunch or do you pick up more fake food?
1: We do. Thankfully, she does <laughs> know the difference between the the fake and the real too. Uh, she likes to like feed her fake food like her other toys, kind of. But the real food, yeah, she uh, she understands what should be ingested and what should more or less. She understands what should be ingested and what should not. So yeah, that, that's a real very smart, positive. Real smart kid. Real yeah. That, smart kid.
0: She's off to a good start. That's a yeah, exactly. very positive sign.
1: She knows not to swallow her uh, fake food, so that's good.
0: If we if we can just keep her away now from eating the uh, frogs, we'll yes. <laughs> we'll be doing very well. Like said,
1: she didn't actually ingest it, as she would have if we hadn't. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, yeah. So obviously, it's uh, it's all going well in the Doherty household. With the one kid there, another kid on the way. But if you had one word to describe your family at this stage of the development, uh, have you a singular word, or maybe even one or two words that you think uh, stand out best in terms of? what you've got going on in the family
1: uh, i would definitely just be amelia uh very focused around her like like i said it doesn't it doesn't end your life but it certainly changes your life and uh, we are very very amelia focused and uh she's definitely running the household and uh you know just like thinking about her all day like keeping her happy all day keeping her fed so on and so forth and uh so that would be the word is amelia that's the what runs this household these days. So.
0: That's pretty pretty cool. You know, I, I, I wouldn't know, you know, obviously at this stage, uh, what I would call, think of calling something up, like but to have a one-word standout uh, and to be the child's name is obviously good because it shows that the focus of the family is is around her, and obviously that's great. But th- maybe you'll need two words the next time we uh, have this conversation. Yeah,
1: I, I think I'm going to, yeah. So Amelia and uh, Josh McDaniels Darty.
0: <laughs> baby X. Yeah,
1: yeah, baby X, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But uh, that, that, that's going to do it for today's edition of this show. It's uh, been a lot of fun having Pat on. I mentioned at the start of it that obviously he is uh, on one of the biggest uh, football writing websites in the world. That is rotoworld.com. You can follow him on Twitter if you want to find out about the fantasy football life that he has got going on as well as his family life. He's on Twitter at rotopat. We all kind of live in that fantasy life, Pat. I think that's, uh, that's the way we like to keep it. we have a real life as well. And of course, hopefully this show will help do that for us. And show it so uh pat obviously thanks for jumping on the show and coming in to, to share your thoughts on what i can do as uh, as i try to learn my way along this path and hopefully uh, it, it is a good path and <laughs> helps me on this narrow
1: it will be yeah you know this is a unique thing you're getting to do here too uh, so you know you're using you've got like uh, your audience and now you kind of you uh, you know like i said you're using it in a, an interesting way it won't be just for you either you know people get to listen hear some different perspectives and uh was a really good idea yeah like i said don't listen to anything anyone says but if you're going to listen to what they say get it from the dad pod
0: yeah so. and uh, that, that's a perfect plug i think i'll uh cut that out <laughs> and uh, just post that everywhere but don't, don't listen to what uh anyone else says except for patrick doherty who you can find yeah,
1: pretty much yeah i'm the only one <laughs> listening to if we're and, going to be
0: real so and be sure and check him out uh, as i mentioned on twitter at rotopad you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and of course make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on youtube you can also subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast i do urge you if you're listening to the podcast and not checking out on youtube to go and do that i think it's a lot of fun watching and on the videos to see us uh, interacting with each other but until we're back with another show each and every wednesday be sure and check out the feed and until then have a good one.